Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW, formerly Weight Watchers, plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we struggled with, and we'll even sometimes set goals for the coming week. Now, there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, Candace has lost 52.6 pounds. And if you aren't a U.S. listener, I think I've got the math right. That's 3.75 stone or 23.86 kilograms. Either way, we're asking her questions about her weight loss, how her mindset has shifted, and we're going to take away some great inspiration for our journeys. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hi there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. It's so good to see you, ladies. I'm so glad we get to get together and chat again this week. Yes, all three of us. It's always nice when the three of us are together. It's awesome. Candace, how are you? How are you feeling? You want to kick things off? Sure. I am COVID and flu free. Um, I don't know if it was mentioned on uh, last week's episode. I was not here, um, but I uh, COVID hit my family. And my HUD started with my husband and then my son and I uh, got it. And thankfully, we were asymptomatic for the most part, felt like a cold. And you know that that's not the norm um, for many people. So we felt highly blessed that uh, it didn't manifest in a way that really took us out for a long time. So I'm so jealous. <laughs> I know, because I know, Aaron, you had a rough go with it. But I think that I, I, I joked with the ladies that I feel like God gave me a little bit of a break given everything that's happened in 2022, you know, kind of the miscarriage and the cancer. He's like COVID and flu at the same time. Let me go ahead and give her some milder symptoms so she doesn't really go completely nuts. Listen, if I had to choose it, that my version going to you or me taking your version, I would take your version. So you had the easier one. Love all of that. So yeah, so but but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm 100% feeling so much better. Uh, congestion is something I hate. I don't know. Are you all that way when you can't breathe through your nose? Like that to me is the worst mm-hmm. of anything that I have. I, yeah. I said, God, please just let me get this congestion under control. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the condition was a hard one for me. 
Mm-hmm. That was like, it just sat there. Yes. And, and I, so I, I have not taken my nose or breathing for granted anymore. Like I take deep breaths. So, so yes, it's been a good week. And um, you also I, hit a pretty big milestone this week too. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to mention it, but if you wanted me to, I only posted <laughs> it on my Facebook and connect and Instagram, you know, cause I'm not at all excited about it. Not at all extra. <laughs> and made sure to go to the center to get my charm because I hit 50 pounds down, 52.6 to be that. So, you know, I need every pound. So I was very excited to hit that milestone. Um, I've never lost more than 50 pounds. So the 2.6 over was um, pretty significant for me. So that's awesome. That's amazing, Candice. Thank you. Thank you. Very proud. (laughs) It's been a busy week, but that was a a highlight for the year because I've really been trying to be consistent and uh, to focus, as you know, on my food and my drinking, my water and exercise, getting my 10,000 steps and the bike. So I'm very, very happy, very pleased. I want us to, um, I want to come back because I want to talk more about this because I think, well, I think it's important to, to learn. I mean, 50, 52.6, I mean, that's a, Mm -hmm. I gave you the 2.6 there. Uh, I think that's a pretty big milestone. And especially when I look back of where we were even a year ago. And, you know, a year and a half ago, it's a, it's a mind, mindset shift. So I would just like to, I'd love to find out how everyone else, um, Ricky, your week, and then let's come back to that because I want to, I want to camp out there a little bit more. Yeah, that sounds good. Let me hear, how how did your weeks go? Do you want to go, Ricky, how was your week? Sure. Um, I think it's okay. I think the biggest thing that I focused on was getting back to, um, walking and not just doing a brief walk. Cause I do have a dog, you know, I have to walk him. Um, but sometimes in the evenings I would just do the quickest little walk that I could. And I focused on, um, taking longer walks and timing and actually tracking it on my activity tracker. Um, so that was the biggest thing I focused on and I'm continuing that this week and trying to really up my activity a little bit more. So that's where I am. Yes. Well, you know, you're in a team of walkers. I don't think that you'll <laughs> find two people who are not more proud of you for walking because mm. that is, I think some of the best exercise is, yeah. is the easy, when I say easiest, it's something that doesn't have to be so laborious or, mm-hmm. you know, intense, a good brisk walk. That's all mm-hmm. you need. I love yeah. it. Um, for me, it was a, it was another solid week. I was down. Uh, it was down half a pound. And so I'll take that half a pound because it means I've made more decisions going in the right direction. So I'm, I'm good with that. It was a busy week. It was a busy weekend. And uh, yeah, like s- steady, slow and steady, slow good. and steady and enjoying the walking. I'm con- continuing to do uh, walking around my neighborhood and getting some more of those hills and valleys and, you know, those different, different areas. But you guys, I lost my Fitbit. I don't oh, know no. what happened to my Fitbit. She gone. She was like, this is too much for me. I'm out. <laughs> so how are you moving without having the numbers being yeah. counted? I mean, I know. what is going on? How I do know. you <laughs> so what I realized that I could do in the Fitbit app, you can still track exercise mm-hmm. in there because it's using the GPS on your phone. So I can at least still track my mileage. I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day for me, it's not about how many steps. It's, did I get out and do this? Was I consistent in my behavior? Because it's the behavior that leads to the results, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so that was the, that's been the bigger piece for me. So I don't think that I'm replacing my Fitbit. I was going to ask, did you feel freer with it, with it gone? Do you, would you say you did? Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I did. I didn't feel like I was so tied to that number. And I know like Diane in our, our meetings, like she's like, Nope, I don't do any of those, any of the tracking things. Cause it mm-hmm. just messes, messes with the mind. And I did, I felt free because at the end of the day for me, it's about getting out and doing that activity and being true to what I said I was going to do and the habits. And, uh, I ended up Sunday. I told myself Sunday was going to be a rest day. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you, I, I mean, I could still, I could still walk if I wanted to, but I've had a little bit of flare up with my plantar fasciitis and I'm like, mm, mm. I'm going to give myself a rest. I really wanted to go out and walk, but I just kept coming back to rest is still important in activity, mm-hmm. right? It's not inactivity. That's intentionality to make sure that when I go out and do my next bit of activity that I'm, I'm rested up, things have a chance to heal. And so that's rest days are good days. Yeah. yeah. And you rest shouldn't feel guilty on them. No, rest mm-hmm. is key. I know we've talked about it. Um, yeah. It actually, I think, ends up making you more productive with your future mm-hmm. walks or with the future things that you do mm-hmm. instead of pushing through it. And like you said, possibly injuring yourself when your body exactly. is giving you a clue Yep, that it's yeah. time to sit still. So that's great. I'm glad you listened to your body and I'm glad that you found that you don't need the reinforcement of the Fitbit. I'm not there yet. I do not have a watch. I'm addicted and I, I don't I don't have any plans yet to change it, but I am encouraged that there are people who can do that. Yeah. I'm glad you, you are now freedom. Listen, what works for you is what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got different motivation. Yeah. Uh so speaking of different different motivations, so you're down a total of fifty two point six. I'm down a total of 40.6. And so, so that's my grand total and all the time that I've been on WW. But since I've been actively working, I'm coming up on about 20 pounds from my highest with COVID. So I'm, I'm almost at that, at the 20 pound mark. But, but it's not about the 20 pounds for me. It's about getting back to a place where I feel healthy and I feel good about myself. So I feel like. I feel like this time around, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this, Candice, for me is more about how, how do I feel about myself? What are the the steps and the habits that I've been putting into place and the discipline to go along? Because like we've talked about the discipline, the consistency, uh, we worked through, we worked through our boy, you know, James Clear, Atomic Habits. Hey there, buddy. There Sorry. he is, our friend. <laughs> what has been... What's been, what have been some key principles, some key things for you in your journey down to that 52.6 and continuing on? You know, I thought about the time that I first lost 50 pounds, because I think we all have had that experience of losing a significant amount of weight before. Mm -hmm. And we've shared and delved into kind of what that looked like that first time. And when we put it back on, what were the things that may have triggered that, um, I wasn't doing it in a sustainable way the first time that I lost 50 pounds. I was sweating in the sauna before weigh-in and I was mm-hmm. over-exercising and I was skipping meals and not eating the day before weigh-in and doing really, really, really horrible things just mm-hmm. to see a number on the scale. Mm-hmm. This time around, as you all know, I have a health, I'm on a health journey that is not just about it's the, a number on the scale. It's about long-term 
outcomes that I'm looking to reach and trying to have sustainable habits that keep me in my healthiest state so that when I finish with my cancer journey that I'm currently on, that I am putting myself in the best state to not only keep it away, but to thrive and, you know, and to live my best life. Because um, one of the things that they talk about, and it's the most ironic thing when you hear from a nutritionist that they can assign you for cancer or for anything is it's the principles of WW, you know, you really need to be at a healthy weight. You know, once you get to the end of your journey, you need to make sure that you're eating fruits and vegetables and drinking water. And I said, what's different this time is that I want to make sure that I am practicing those habits and those things have become our, our habits that I am doing and implementing all the time so that I can keep the weight off because I'm doing it in a way that is sustainable. And that's new for me because I have always been so motivated by a number. It was always about getting to a certain number by any means necessary. Um, And that can be dangerous. And making it a health focus now really has been a big game changer because it, it, it really is so easy. I don't want to make it. I know that it's difficult to lose weight. Trust me. How long have we been here <laughs> in talking about this? It's a ment- It's mentally tough to get yourself in the mindset. Mm-hmm. But when you make it about your health and truly having the motivation to keep yourself in the healthiest state, I don't know. It just it mm-hmm. just works. You know, and I and that's what I want to share. And that's something when you and I were when all of us were talking about what is it that we want to take away from the 50 when I'm thinking about the 50 pounds, because a lot of people are like, gosh, you just overnight. It's like you just changed your mind and it just came off. Yeah, my why got stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the why the why became immediate. I was like, I'm going through if I'm going to go through chemo and I'm going to go through all of this other stuff. The least I can do is give my body the best shot to, mm-hmm. to, to, to do well through a journey that's really going to be taxing for it. Mm-hmm. So it made me revisit my why. Mm. And, you know, have you all thought recently, just curious for even you all, have we, have you re, has your why changed recently? and become stronger mm-hmm. or not? I know that Aaron, you were talking about how, you don't really need with the walks, you know, the the steps to be counted, you know, is it because something shifted with your why or Ricky, even what caused you to say, I want to take a longer walk. Mm-hmm. You had some health challenges that you recently talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, was your why at all affected by hearing, you know, the words from your doctor and do you think that it's changed your journey at all? Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Yeah, for me, definitely. I mean, I'm not, even though I've been overweight for a lot, many, you know, different parts of my life, I haven't had a lot of medical concerns because of it. Thank, thank God. But going to the emergency room or having that feeling of, you know, 
hmm, something's not right. I should probably get this checked out um, was scary. And even though it's something that, you know, is has been healing and is doing better with my my stomach and my esophagus, it still was scary and got me thinking about more about what I put in my body and what I, you know, I'm choosing to eat on a daily basis and the activity part of it too. You know, what can I do to make sure that I'm moving more and being consistent with that? So that was something that became more important to me when I had that, you know, health concern. Mm -hmm. I would say for me that definitely my why changed my why shifted and i i couldn't even say necessarily that i had a why before him and i i remember we did this this thing uh, many years ago which i thought was a great exercise and we um they gave us a piece of paper and we had to bring in um some some different magazines and we put different magazines on tables throughout the space and we went through the magazines and we we ripped out different things that meant something to us in there. Mm-hmm. It was about keeping your why close by. Mm-hmm. And so on this little board inside of our, at that time, they gave us these little magazines each week. Um, we pasted all of these different things. And I remember that I had pasted a pair of shoes. I pasted French fries. I posted some rings and was the other thing? I can't remember the other thing that I posted, but for me, keeping my why close by was I want to be able to do this journey and still enjoy French fries. Yeah. I'm not cutting out foods that I love, right? I want it to be sustainable. Like you're talking about. Uh, I wanted to be able to wear my rings. I wanted to be able to, I, I want to be able to wear them and then, and them not look like they're cutting off the circulation on my fingers. Mm-hmm. And I want to be an active person. And I wanted to be known as an active person. And I would say at that time, I mean, that was definitely the goal that I was working towards and I achieved that. And then something slid and then COVID came along. And the next thing I know, I'm back into my old patterns again of where stress overwhelms me. I use food to solve an emotional problem and I am back in the boat. My why has gone goodbye And I don't even know what my purpose is. Like I'm literally at that space of, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't even know why I am. And I would say the past year and a half has been the journey of discovering who I am and starting to live out of that purpose. And then when it comes to my why, um, I realized that I had been also making my why about other people Mm -hmm. and not about myself. Mm-hmm. And the only person who can change me is me. And I need to show up for myself because no one else is going to show up for me in the way that I can show up for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I became my why. And I realized that I needed to have some tough love with myself. I needed to have some stern nose and I needed to have some stern boundaries put into place that I needed to teach myself to respect myself um, because what you allow is what will continue. If you don't respect yourself, no one else will respect you either, right? You teach people how to treat you. Yep. And I realized that I was, I realized that I was teaching people how to use me. Mm-hmm. And um, that wasn't good. That wasn't good for me at all. Um, so I would say over the past year and a half, because what August, well, August last year is when I started walking every day, I shut the laptop at 4 PM and I go for my walk 
and it was it had nothing to do with exercise. It had uh, nothing to do with anything other than I need to create a new habit. I need to step away from work and I need for my mental health to go do this. And that's where it started. And so I'm now a year later, you know, I'm walking ways that I couldn't have walked a year ago and that's okay because I had to start someplace. But now what I hear from people is that what they see in me is that I seem to be a much more peaceful person mm-hmm. and that um, I, I just seem different to them. And I'm glad about that. It's not a, necessarily about the weight either. Yeah. Like people have noticed that I've lost weight, but they've noticed a change in me. Mm-hmm. And they've also noticed a change in my boundaries. And I'm good with that. And I'm like, I've been saying, you've heard me say over and over again too, that with food, if hunger isn't the problem, food isn't the solution. It just isn't. It's not going to get us where we want to go. It's not going to get me. I'll speak for me. It's not going to get me to the person that I want to be. And I want to be able to look forward. Like you're talking about Candace. I want to look forward in my life and feel, feel hope. Like I'm on my way to something. And I don't want to carry this stuff with me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to carry it with me anymore. Yeah. And I think a part of respecting yourself and when, what you're talking about, that was a big piece I would say for me as well. I wanted to be able to <clears throat> not only respect myself, but also to to be able to not look at myself with guilt over yeah. what I didn't want it to be that a doctor would be able to say, you know, your outcomes would have been so much better if you had just, right. if only, you know, if I wish you had just taken it a little bit more seriously, you know. Not because I was the people pleaser in me. Obviously, I like to see Dr. Smile because they haven't been doing a lot of that. Okay, recently. Um, But now they have been because a lot of the things that I have been doing and the ways that I have been making changes um, are things that not only are they proud of, but I'm proud of me. Yeah. Like I'm respecting myself because I am saying no sometimes Mm -hmm. to things. I still want the French fries. I still want the sweets. I am still the same Candace who loves cupcakes and made the Instagram that's called Candy Loves Cupcakes and took it down because I said, this is me telling on myself to everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I can be that person with boundaries. And I can Mm -hmm. be that person and still have the respect for myself every single day and still get the smiles. And that's what I'm so proud of when I look at this new 52-pound less version of myself who's continuing down towards my goals because I'm not stopping because that's another thing. In the past, I got complacent once I had been down a lot of weight. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm kind of feeling myself. People are saying that my face looks smaller. I'm feeling really good. No, I'm not at goal yet. And the goal is important because there's an outcome that I need for different things that I'm doing. Like I'm getting ready to go into surgery. I need to be at a lower weight than I am right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is not where I stop, but again, that's me respecting myself and me understanding that it is okay for me to, I give myself permission to be healthy and to do healthy things Mm -hmm. and to change the narrative about who I am. Because for so long, my narrative has been overweight Candace, who's always struggling, always starting the new meetings, always ready to start day one. Mm -hmm. I've never made it past that. And I am now interested and curious. I've gotten curious about what is to come that I have not yet experienced because I've seen this part of the journey before 
Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's another piece that I'm hopeful that others take take with them as well in their journey is to start to get curious about what you can do when you start walking, when you start saying no to yourself and knowing that that's okay. Mm-hmm. When you start um, embracing the program the way that it's written and not your version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it doesn't and, really need you to tweak it. And sometimes, you know, I think there's two ways we can interpret saying no to ourselves, right? Because sometimes if we say no, it feels restrictive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, honestly, like, so I think about my, my niece and my nephew, I need to be restrictive with them and say no. Mm-hmm. No, you can't mm-hmm. do this because this is this is not good for you, mm-hmm. right? And there are times that we have to say that. But as adults, with the ability to think and process, it's also helping us reframe that we're saying yes to what we want right. of who we want to be. Like we can rewrite the story for ourselves. There is no saying that right now at this point in time, we have to continue to be this person that we were in the past. Mm-hmm. Who is it that we want to be moving forward? And literally today, mm-hmm. done, old is gone, new is here. Let's walk in it. Let's mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of Candace of curious curiosity because I think so much we lean on comfort and, and I think that keeps us back because mm-hmm. we're like, well, I know what I'm known is so much more comfortable than the unknown. But instead of thinking of it as the unknown, it should be a curiosity of what can I do instead of what might happen if, you know, I lose the weight and, you know, there's still something that's hard or, or whatever fears that might come with that. I love the idea of framing it as a curiosity of what, you know, the positive yeah. things that are going to come because of that. Yeah. And I think it's a choice like you, what you're talking about is the choice to view it again positively. Um, and even for those who I because sometimes I'm motivated by a negative thought. I admit it like to mm-hmm. say I'm motivated because I don't want it to be like I told you that the doctor says, if only you had done this or what could happen if I don't do this. That was the thing that got me off my butt <laughs> was what will happen if I stay the same? I don't have the luxury anymore to do that. Um, Other people do. And if they do, and that's great for you, but it's just my body is not the one that can handle apparently um, this weight and the way that I have been treating it. It is time for me to treat myself the way that I deserve to be treated so that I can live the life that I you know, am destined to live and to live in purpose and to live joyfully and to be here for my family. you know, because that's a scary thought when when you are faced with a health challenge that is as big as cancer, the fear that that could be taken away um, from you or that that's threatened uh, is something that you have to, it's just not a mental battle, but it's something that really does make you kind of dig deep and say, I know I've had excuses before. I know the fear is there. I We've talked about it for years. I'm, we've overanalyzed it, but now it doesn't really matter what we're talking about. It's time for action. It's time to just go on the walk because you and I, all three of us, we can talk till we're blue in the face, but nothing's going to change until it changes. Aaron, you had to get out and lace up those shoes and start walking, mm-hmm. talking about it, praying about it, hoping and that the Lord would, you know, inter- nope, it was actually getting up and doing it. Yep. I had to start eating vegetables, zucchini and tomatoes and all of the lovely vegetables that I would turn my nose up at, I made it a part of my diet and mm-hmm. we'll have to continue to. And some I don't still, I still don't like, 
I still have tried some and I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe that won't be a part of my journey forever, but more often than not, I'm going to eat the veggie. I'm going to have the smoothie. I'm going to go for the walk because I'm an adult. And sometimes you do things because like you said, that's the thing that you do. It's just what you do. Mm-hmm. I think we make it too difficult too. you know, like yeah. it's, there's really no eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Somebody said that. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. They're like, how do you lose weight? It was like, you know, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. We I trap can't. ourselves in inaction, yeah. you know, um, because we've spent so much time thinking about it that we, but we, and we feel like we've done something, but we haven't mm-hmm. We just kind of, if you'll, if, if you'll permit me for a second, because you know, we are women, of, we're women of faith. So I'm, I'm going to go on a faith Ben, but it's, but I promise you, it's going to apply to what we're talking about. Oh, I love your faith, Ben. Let's do it. You ready? You ready for this? <laughs> so in, in the Bible, it's one of my, um, it's one of my favorite verses because a lot of people will stop at this verse, but they don't continue beyond it. And it's in the book of Exodus. And you probably know the story because you've watched the 10 commandments when it's been on TV and Charlton Heston and all of that jazz. But it's this moment where the Israelites are on the run from the Egyptians and they're, they're standing at the Red Sea, and so in 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 in, this, in scripture, it they're they're like you've brought us here to die. There's no place for us to go, and Moses, who is their leader, is is telling them, "Listen, God is with us. You just need to be still, right?" And so the next verse that happens after that then is God speaking to Moses saying. Why are you telling them stand here? Tell them to get moving and touch the water. And so the lesson that I get from that is sometimes in order for us to see our miracle or whatever it is that we need, whatever it is moving forward, we have to move. Our feet have to touch the water. The miracle for the Israelites, the Red Sea didn't part until their feet touched the water in that moment. And so where I relate that back to where we are right now is that if we want to see this change, we can think about it all we want. We, Like you say, Kenneth, we can pray about it all we want. We can analyze it all we want. But until we actually move, we won't see anything change. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's critical for us in our journeys. We've got to literally physically move. We have to go get the right things to be able to put into us. We have to physically move our feet to go release the endorphins and release the good things that happen in our brain that make us feel better. And yes, our thoughts matter as well. The Israelites thoughts, we're all about, we've come here to die. They're, they're dead thoughts. And we need to switch them over to, like we've talked about, Candace, the life-giving thoughts. What are the things that we're thinking about ourselves and how we're going to conquer in this journey and moving forward? That all makes a difference in this. You know, and something that there was a quote that uh, I was looking for while we were talking because it popped up in my Facebook feed that I had posted 10 years ago, and it's still very relevant today. And it said, you cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it. And they attribute it to Albert Einstein. I'm hopeful he did say it. Albert, you're really smart. But something about that quote to me, the reason why it, it is relevant to what we're speaking about is when you see over time that you consistently are getting the same results, whether it be, you know, the scale not moving or you're just in the same place over and over and over again. 
your mindset, if there hasn't been a shift <laughs> in how you're thinking, or if you're thinking the same thoughts that you thought years ago and there's been no action or change, it's never going to stop until you say, let me try something new. Um, and let me do, let me create a new way of looking at this thing that in approaching this, because obviously the way that I've been doing it hasn't been working. And, um, I feel that with action, you know, Heather, our, mm-hmm. our old leader would say what feet first in the head will follow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still all about action and, and that's something that's new. And that was a new mindset that I took on when I took on this current journey. And more recently, I would say as of April, where I've really seen consistent, significant results was that I changed the way that I was thinking. And that also attributed to the actions that I took. I can, I couldn't stay the way that I was. I could not, there was no way. Candace, would you say, because I do feel like part of this is learning how to value ourselves. Would you say that your, your thoughts about yourself to yourself and how you value yourself has, has changed? I didn't realize how much I did value myself until myself was threatened. Hmm. Okay. When my very existence, <laughs> my very being of, you take for granted your life sometimes, especially when you're young, you're like, ah, oh, you know, I got years before something could happen. You know, I didn't think that I valued myself um, as much as I did when I had to prove it uh, mm-hmm. because life and health made me have to prove it. Um, so that was actually a welcome surprise that I did care. And it wasn't just because of my husband and my son. It was about me saying, I want to be here. There's things that I need to do. Um, and that's what was making me so fearful initially, you know, to say like, I, it was fear that motivated me initially, you know, mm-hmm. I got to do this because I want to be here. Um and I know that that can be tough for people who may not have valued yourself, but I don't think that um, I was I was really ex- pleasantly surprised to know how much I did care. I was sad that it took cancer mm-hmm. and took something so extreme to make me show that with action. I feel like, and that's a, maybe a passion of mine now is trying to figure out how to help myself and others not need something that extreme to get you to the place of knowing your value. Because um, you're valuable without having to be th- your life having to be threatened, I mm-hmm. promise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I just pray that w- people can see that more consistently because I think that will drive you to the action to show it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, when you do walk in, and that's you valuing yourself. When you put up boundaries, Ricky, with people who, you know, we're talking about how people can disrespect your space or your time, and you say, mm-hmm. no, this is important. This is, you know, this is, I have value. I, I'm not somebody whose time can be wasted. My walks are important to me and I'm going to do it. Those are all life-giving, affirming ways of living that are going to take you really far. I'm going to have the salad today. I'm going to tell myself no to the French fries, not because French fries are the worst thing in the world, but today they don't fit into my plan. Mm -hmm. And I value myself enough to not Mm -hmm. put myself into a deficit this early in the week. I'm just not going to do it Mm -hmm. over some French fries. I'm not. Yep. That becomes, and then you feel very empowered, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it builds on itself. And then when the scale starts to cooperate, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like mm-hmm. a ball that starts to go down mm-hmm. and it gets bigger and, bigger and bigger. Do you notice though, that 
I mean, it's exciting to see that the scale is going down, right? But yeah. do you notice that it actually doesn't matter as much as you felt like it did before? Because because I'm never going to stop. And I think mm-hmm. because there's never going to be an end. And I think yeah. the re- that's why it probably doesn't matter as much. Of course, I am excited and love it. But because I know that I can never stop doing the things mm-hmm. that I'm doing to get it gone. And I'm weirdly okay with that because I'm accepting of this new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And they're sustainable this time. Like you were talking about before exactly. how they weren't sustainable. Now they are. Yeah. And because I so I do still have a piece of cheesecake, but I stop at the 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 piece that I have allotted for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. But yeah, no, it's it definitely is mm-hmm. a shift. It's like know? it's not the be all end all mm-hmm. anymore. Like I'm like you I feel like like I used to live for Saturday mornings in the way and and like is this going to be the thing that determines the rest of my week or at least how I feel today. I'm like, nope. Nope, because I'm going for my walk and I really enjoy it. And this is, the, oh, okay, hey, that's a great piece of feedback. But I, I'm feeling good about myself today because I'm proud of all the work. I, I can I can look at the scale now and know the effort that I put in and feel proud of myself. Yeah. Right. It's I don't so need freeing. that to determine it. It's mm-hmm. freeing because I can't, I can't relate to that Candace who went to 100 WW meetings throughout the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. And like legitimately, you, I, we tell the, I tell the story all the time, but I mean it. There was something not, there was something off here for me to be that obsessed about needing a perfect journey that mm-hmm. I was willing to drive an hour and a half to go to a new meeting center where I thought nobody knew me so that I could have a brand new book so that I would have to, it, I mean, the level of obsession with the scale was out mm-hmm. of this world. Mm-hmm. And I don't identify with that anymore. Where now if I have a gain, I'm like, oh, well. You know, nobody wins off next week. Nobody wins mm-hmm. with perfection. I tell you, um, so I'm going to bring our, our boy's book back here. <laughs> Atomic Habits. Right, or the people on Price is Right. Who come out <laughs> That's and- right. <laughs> and now we have Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, one of the things that I, that was a new thought for me, because we've talked about struggles with perfection, was he brought up that, he, that we're talking about habits and creating new habits, Right. And we often will get into the rut where we feel like we have to be perfect with our habits. And if we screw it up a little bit, then we've screwed the whole dang thing up. And we we haven't. To to win an election, someone just has to get the majority vote. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is, is we're creating a vote for our future self. And we just need the majority vote. And sometimes that majority majority vote is 51%. Mm -hmm. So could we focus on 51% and above? Not 100% but 51%. And we're casting that majority vote for ourselves and for our future health. Mm -hmm. But I guess one thing I wonder, and I don't have the answer for everybody, but a question I put out there is how do you, when you're mentally in a space where you haven't had necessarily the success or you haven't had the, the actions that you've implemented yet, Mm -hmm. um, I hear from a lot of people, we've had listeners who have written into us and who have said, I just can't really get myself there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to get started because it's just seems, I hear you, but I don't know how to, to make that switch. Yeah. And I know it sounds as easy as just do it, but I don't right. know. I, I would say for me, cause I, I identify with that. I a hundred percent identify with it. 
for me, it was picking one thing that had nothing to do with the food. And it was, what do I want? I'm tired of this. I'm just tired of this. So, so what am I going to do? Am I, am I disgusted enough, right? To make the change? Say it again. Say it again. Am I disgusted enough? Am I disgusted enough? That's major. And even if I'm at an apathetic place, like that should really bother me that I'm, that I'm apathetic, right? That's giving up. That's, that's almost worse than disgusted with myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it was finding the one thing and it was walking has nothing to do with food has nothing. And it didn't have anything to do with exercise. It was just, I'm going to go walk and take it from there. And then the other piece was I told, I gave myself to myself two weeks or four weeks. I think I gave myself four weeks because that's a month. I was like, can we just do this for a month, Aaron? Do you think you can actually pull that out of a hat? Honestly, like, do you think like you should be able to do this? There are people who have done far worse, far harder things. Do you think you can actually just do this consistently for four weeks? And I found by the time I got to the, uh, the first week was hard. That first week was hard because I was like, man, I feel my lungs, man, I feel my legs, but I'm like, well, this is what happens. This is how it starts. You have to start someplace and starting is uncomfortable. Yeah. So let's push through to, to week two. And by the time I got to week four, I was like, oh, I kind of, I'm kind of liking this. And it, and it became, that's when it started to become the pattern. I didn't start working on food. I didn't start working on food for couple months after that, what was August. So maybe around October ish is when I started making some of the food changes, but I found myself because I was walking every day. Like that is the, remember we took, we, um, WW this thing on habit stacking, Mm. right? Like I kind of got this thing done. And so I was like, then I kind of started wanting, wanted to like, well, if I want to keep doing this walking, drinking more water makes me feel better doing this. It gives me a little bit more energy, right? It started making those little incremental habit stacking. And then was it, when did we get to where I said, I'm, I'm sending out three months. What can I do in three months? And I, somebody actually posted in our group because they heard our, our podcast Saw that. about yeah. the three months and when that made it so much more doable. So I, I set myself a three months. Who do I want to be at the end of three months? Yeah. And I, and I, and I made peace with over Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's okay that I may, I want to maintain. I just want to maintain. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that that's a, you know, like I said, such great tips and, and things to share about how it manifested for you. And Ricky, I know that, you know, when we brought it up on other podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that you and I had shared, you know, at one point is just kind of the, when you have that frustration, you know, it, turning that into motivation, mm-hmm. even if it's tough, you know, like I said, I still think that it's still kind of like an engine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're trying to room and start it and start it and start it. And that, mm-hmm. that is easier for others. If they start off with, like you said, Aaron, the one habit and making it, you know, let me just start with one and do this. Have you found anything Ricky that's helpful for you? Um, I'm, I can relate very much to the person who shared that in the group. I do. I felt like I've been stuck for a while. And I, I think when I have been most successful, it's focusing on preparation Mm -hmm. and how I can have things prepared to set myself up for success. It's all about 
because there's so many things that have been impulsive and that can be impulsive in my life. Oh, do you want to grab, you know, coffee? Do you want to, there's something in the staff lounge, whatever. There's so many things outside of my control. So controlling what I can control, which is mainly what's in my house and pre-tracking whatever I can. And there are times where things come up, but if I already know what I'm planning on having and meals are cooked and I have options, um, for me, that's the biggest indicator of success for that week for me. Yeah. And I would say that for me too, it always started with the food. Like once I start, even with this time, like for me starting to have meals made and saying, mm-hmm. okay, I need to get my, I need to have, not actually let the bag of salad go bad that I keep buying. Okay. <laughs> like I keep buying this bag of salad and my like sacrifice to the Christopher drawer. Sacrifice <laughs> to the, it repurposes itself. It's like, yes. Oh, and I said, that was my one goal. Like in April, I was like, I'm going to finish this bag of salad. And this is going to show me that I have actually made a shift. <laughs> and when I did, I, I almost wanted to frame the bag because that that to me was was major. What I what I hear from all three of us in that is you kind of know yourself and we all know ourselves, yeah. right? And we all know the one thing that's tripping us up. Mm-hmm. We know we know it. We know it, whether we want to say it out loud or not, we know what it is. That's where we have to start. Because the minute we address that, whatever that thing is, that is literally, I think, the key that when you push that, the whole thing unlocks. And it's being willing to sit with that. Having the courage. Yes. Having the courage to sit with that and, and maybe cry through it. And maybe be angry through it mm-hmm. and maybe forgiving ourselves through it and then saying, okay, let's move forward now. And I know it's probably going to pop up because this is something that's been ingrained with me for so long. But when this thing pops up, right, how do I want to handle it? Who is this version that I'm creating for myself of who I want to be that no longer finds this practice acceptable yeah. anymore? And you're and allowed wanna... to yeah. do that. Yes. And I think everybody, we all individually have our own things. We have our own motivations. But if we would just sit with that and address that, that's the key to everything. It has, it has everything to do with our weight and nothing to do with our weight. We've grown up thinking that our weight is the problem. Our weight is not the problem. It's the weight that we carry around inside our heads that is the problem that leads to the physical weight, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dr. Aaron speaking here. I've yeah. got my degree on the internet. <laughs> okay. I had a lot of baggage. Called the school of hard knocks. It's the school yes. of life, okay? Yes. Well, I think this is a great chat, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and very relevant, very on time. And, and, and my takeaway, as I continue to say, is having the courage to be the version and authentic version of yourself that is different than what it has been. And that's like you said, it's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up over it. You just, mm-hmm. you make a decision and you make a change. Mm-hmm. And we work through all of that as we're going along, but mm-hmm. you have the permission to be an authentic, healthy version of yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And you don't have to explain it to anybody about why it took you so long. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the one thing I'm not going to have. Like, we, mm-hmm. Oh, you finally got it together. Well, you know what? That first, I didn't really appreciate your comment. I don't really, I reject your judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, I took me the time that it took mm-hmm. and I'm really proud of where I am right now. And sometimes that's, we're the judger of our own selves and we need to be having that conversation in our oh, head. Yeah. <laughs> that's for a whole nother week, Erin. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a perfect time to perfect yeah. space to wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for um, going along the journey with us and, you know, wrestling through these things with us. And I know you're wrestling through them too. This is hard work when we're trying to get rid of years and years and years of faulty thinking and, um, you know, things that have been projected to us through television and magazines. And it's a lot to undo. It's a lot to undo, but you're doing the good work and you can do it. We're doing it guys. We're doing it. Well, we wish you a great week. Um, we'd love for you to be part of the real WW talk Facebook community. Uh, you're welcome to join us there. Just search real WW talk on Facebook. Um, and make sure you answer the questions. There are, there are two questions. Just make sure you answer them both so we can let you in the group. And we know that you're not a bot, um, because no bots allowed only peoples. And, uh, you can find us also over on Instagram. And on YouTube, if you want to see what we look like as well, just search Real WW Talk on both spaces. And if you're out getting that walking exercise in, or if you're on your Peloton like Ricky and Candace, and uh, you want something to listen to, you can pop us in your pocket and just search for the Real WW Talk podcast. Bye. Bye. Have a great, great week.